This episode is brought to you by the awesome folks who support me on Patreon. A big shout out to my multi-tier supporters Terence C, St. Peaches, Earl B, and Christina N. Moving on to the Tao tier, I want to express my gratitude to Bonkers and Carl Lucy. Last but not least, a massive thank you goes out to the incredible supporters of the Anito tier, Viren A, Jordan, Roman, Philip, Mona and Luna, Legion, Hannah, Diwatahan, and Brizo. Your support truly makes this podcast possible. And if you, my dear listeners, if you want to help support the podcast, please head over to patreon.com slash tabitabipod and choose the tier that fits your interest. Your support means the world to me and I can't wait to have you on board. Mabuhay and welcome to Tabi Tabi Podcast, a show where we explore the fascinating and often mysterious folklore of the Philippines. I am your host, Ethan. Hi, thanks for joining me today. So, it's been a while. I haven't had any consistent updates recently. I'm just not having the best time, really. You know when you thought the challenges are over and you were doing better already? But then the universe hits you with another challenge and it's back to square one again. That's what I've been experiencing. So, if you are experiencing the same thing, something similar, hold on. Um, We can do it. We can definitely overcome this. Just trust the process. Anyway, thanks for still being here and for supporting the podcast. I really, really appreciate you listening. You have no idea how much this means to me. I would also like to give a special shout out to Ruben from Malaysia, who is forced to listen to my podcast. And Klee, thanks for listening as well. Good luck with your studies. And yeah, I don't have anything else to say just settle in my dear listeners and let's begin garuda derived from the sanskrit term garuda is a significant figure in hindu mythology he is revered as a demigod and is most commonly recognized as the divine mount or vahana of lord vishnu one of the principal deities in hinduism however Garuda holds significance in other religious traditions as well, including Buddhism and Jainism. As Hinduism and Buddhism spread across various parts of Asia, their religious and mythological beliefs interacted with local cultures, resulting in syncretism or the combination of different forms of beliefs or practices. This led to the adoption and adaptation of various deities and mythological figures, including Garuda. However, in the Philippines, though we have a creature in our mythology named Garuda, it is not regarded as a deity to be worshipped like the ones in Hindu mythology. You see, even though Hinduism and Buddhism spread across various parts of Asia, it did not have a substantial impact on the indigenous belief systems of the Philippines unlike other parts of Southeast Asia. While there might have been some cultural interactions and trade between ancient Indian kingdoms and the Philippine archipelago, it did not result in the widespread adoption of Hindu or Buddhist mythologies. So while the Garuda is known as a demigod for Hindu and Buddhist beliefs, In the Philippines, it has a different significance. The Philippine version of the Garuda holds an influential place in the folklore of the Maranao people. Before we proceed, 
I want to tell you about the Maranao people. Maranao is an ethnic group native to the region around Lanao Lake on the island of Mindanao, Philippines. The Maranao people, also known as Meranao or Maranao, are predominantly Muslim and are renowned for their artistic skills, including weaving, woodwork, plastic crafts, and metalwork. They are also known for their epic literature, the Darangin. The Maranao people are closely related to the Iranun and Maguindanao ethnic groups, collectively referred to as the Danao-speaking people. They share a common language family and have cultural and historical connections. Together with other Moro people, they are united by their shared religion. Now, going back to what I said earlier, in the Philippines, there is a local version of Garuda that features prominently in certain myths and folk beliefs. The motif of a kite or bird resembling the depiction of Garuda is found in the creation myths of the Tagalog and Visayan cultures. Additionally, ancient gold works dating from the 10th to 13th centuries in eastern Visayas and Agusan del Norte regions display images of Garuda. In Bicol, they are known as Katambang but I can't find any info about the Katambang. Moving on, what does the Garuda look like in our folklore and what are its characteristics? Many of the varying descriptions of the Garuda can be found in the stories in Maranao mythology. For example, in the Maranao legend, the bird that stole the sultan's beard, the Garuda was portrayed as a villain that dwells beneath the sea. According to the Maranao tale, three brothers embark on a quest to retrieve their father's stolen golden beard, which was being snatched by a small bird. The bird descends into the sea through a pit, and the youngest brother follows it using a long rope. In the underwater realm, the Garuda has imprisoned three princesses in mansions of increasing grandeur. One of the princesses, in the form of a tiny bird, had been venturing into the human realm to attract the attention of someone who could free them. The princess warns the youngest brother about the Garuda's terrifying power, describing its wings that sound like thunderstorms and its ability to carry six men and its talons. However, in the story, The Tale of Diwata, the Garuda reside in a cave situated on the peak of a mountain surrounded by an impenetrable jungle. Completely different from the information in the bird that stole the sultan's beard story. So depending on what story you're reading, it's either the Garuda resides underneath the sea or in a cave on the peak of a mountain. So how about its appearance? Well, the Garuda's appearance is described as half-man and half-bird, resembling an eagle with its imposing teeth and eagle-like features while soaring through the sky. According to stories, the Garuda has the ability to transform into different forms. In some versions of the myth, it can assume a human appearance, particularly when in its lair. So, only when it's inside its home, wherever it may be, do they transform or assume the appearance of a human when they please. In other stories, the Garuda is portrayed as a formidable being, 
part man and part bird, possessing immense strength and the ability to take flight. It has sharp talons and strong limbs, allowing it to seize and carry heavy loads, including up to six men at a time. It is also capable of uprooting trees and destroying houses with a single sweep of its powerful wings. According to some accounts, they swoop down and seize humans, but upon touching fresh water, they undergo a transformation into alluring men with muscular physiques. Other stories also state that the Garuda possesses majestic wings that enable it to soar through the skies with incredible speed and agility. Its flight is often described as thunderous, with the sound of its wings resembling multiple thunderstorms as mentioned in the bird that stole the sultan's beard. Several more legends shed further light on the Garuda's nature and encounters. In the story, Ang Dakilang Tataro, the Garuda kidnaps the Tataro, or a caterpillar-like creature. In this story, in order for the Tataro or the caterpillar-like creature to be released from the Garuda's captivity, it sang a melodious song that captivates the Garuda and eventually set it free. In the epic tale of Bidazari, inspired by Malay romance, the kingdom of Kembayat faces turmoil caused by a Garuda. These fearsome creatures disrupt the harmony, destroying crops and instilling fear in the hearts of the citizens. And in this story, the Garuda is portrayed yet again as a villain. Throughout the Philippines, the Garuda captures the imagination with its hybrid form, possessing the strength of a muscular man combined with the fierce visage of an eagle. With hands adorned with sharp talons and arms that can transform into wings, this mythical creature embodies both awe and terror. The presence of the Garuda in various Philippine mythologies, including among the Maranao and Malay folklore, highlights its importance as a significant creature in the country's cultural heritage. The Garuda leaves a lasting mark on these compelling stories, generating curiosity and a profound connection to the country's rich past. The tale of the Garuda is still intertwined with the Philippines' many cultures and customs, demonstrating the continuing power of folklore and human imagination. And that concludes the sixth episode of the podcast about the wonderful Garuda. I hope you enjoyed listening and learned something new. If you like this episode and you want to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Or you can always become a Patreon member and get cool benefits. Just head over to patreon.com slash tabitabipod. Or you can always donate via GCash. The information will be listed in the description. Once again, thank you so very much to my patrons and you, my dear listeners. Thank you for continuously supporting the podcast. Please stay safe. This has been Ethan and join me next week where we discuss another haunted place. Stay curious. Bye!